1: Today we have Ian White on from ChartHop. We'll be learning about the business case, the use case, cost benefit analysis, et cetera, for why his customers stay customers, but why his prospects become customers of ChartHop. And uh, without any further ado, we're gonna jump right into it. Ian, would you do us a favor, the audience a favor, and introduce both yourself and ChartHop?
0: Sure, great to be here, William my name is ian white i'm the founder and ceo of chart hop we are a people analytics platform that helps strategic people leaders make better decisions and plan better and one of our core use cases is headcount planning helping understand and manage the painful process of understanding where your org is today the roles that you need to hire for and integrating that with both your HRAS and your applicant tracking system.
1: So a lot of uh, years ago, um, people would have probably put this somewhere, not, not just in the analytics side, they would put this in workforce planning so that they understand both what they are, where they have uh, skills, uh, et cetera, but also understanding the future of what they need in terms of a mix of employees but also the skills that were kind of around the corner, not to be blindsided. Um, do you do you find that a lot of folks use chart hop in that way to understand kind of what they have inventory wise? Here's what we have now, current state, future state. This is this is where it looks like we're going. These are the skills that we need, and uh, and so they use it you know, they use it for people analytics. Uh, I don't want to get deep into kind of what they use it in people analytics specifically, but do you do they also find that they use it for workforce planning?
0: Exactly. In my view, at least the way I started and tackled this problem, you know, I I I was a former startup founder, uh, CTO of a company that scaled relatively quickly. We had to hire a couple hundred people in a couple of years. And what I found from the act of, workforce planning or planning or trying to understand where we're going. To understand where you're going, you need to understand where you've been and where you are. And so, foundationally, I think that every people leader needs a central source of truth, analytics platform that can answer every question about all of the data that is usually fragmented and spread out among many different systems. And so, once you have that data centralized, integrated and syncing from the different people and financial platforms that you use, you have one place to answer questions. You know, just today, like internally at ChartHop, I was looking at I was looking at our headcount plan for the year and looking at answering questions like, how many sales reps do we have? And what's the ratio of sales reps to CSMs? And what does our quota attainment look like? I could answer all of those questions right in ChartHop. And so being able to have the right answers at your fingertips is where we start with people analytics, being able to consolidate the data and share the data, not just and not just put people data in the hands of HR or a couple analytics people, but to actually make it access controlled and in a secure way available to every manager at the organization so that they have the resources at their fingertips to understand what they need. And so once you have this sort of analytics basis for, for knowledge to share, now you can plan with much more information instead of guesswork, it starts to become um, a, a much more data informed process. And instead of making the, the sort of painful annual planning cycle, you can actually move to a much more continuous framework because it's not so painful to pull all the data and information together. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm sure you've, you've done the the, the the process that we've all lived through of the annual planning process where you have, you know, a ton of upfront work just to assess where you are and a whole lot of, you know, trading horse trading and, and, and budgeting and planning that usually takes the course of, of months. And by the time you're done with the plan, there's already been some big shift in your organization or people. So, by making it much more accessible to data, you can actually make a much more efficient and much more real time uh, approach to, to people planning and organizational design. I've joked about this before, but I'd
1: love to have been in the room at Zoom in 2019, December. <laughs> In, in their <laughs> in their in their in their hiring plan meaning you know like oh you know, probably get about you know 50 engineers and you know
0: this that and the other then COVID hits um so when we talk yeah i mean we, yeah. We, we we've we just we've just seen the most like you know vivid illustration of how plans change over the last <laughs> couple of years that one could possibly imagine nobody <laughs> nobody Nobody hit their plan in either direction no, in twenty no, in twenty twenty. No. That's for sure. And that's so, the need for flexibility. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and and when you have, you know, I think I think ready access to information and ready access to planning um, can give your organization that that kind of flexibility and that kind of you know anti fragility in a way a, a, against the many things that are always changing, uh, e- even in even within an organization and not a global pandemic.
1: So one of the things that's going to resonate with all the practitioners listening to this is data being in disparate systems. Uh, and, and again, we, we don't even need to use names, just, you know, from, from your HIRS to your onboarding tool to your performance management, you know, all across the spectrum. Um, I like perf- people analytics platforms being a, kind of a layer above all of that. Uh, I've just always kind of uh, I've always appreciated people that have kind of taken that approach so that the data rolls up, you pull it from those disparate systems, and then you can make decisions based on, you know, real time data coming from, you know, whatever number of, you know, 14 different payroll systems. If you're a global company, that's fine. You can come from whatever, but you can then look at one place to then make uh, make those decisions. I don't I've, I've been I've been critical. Of people, anal- people analytics um, products that are contained within suites, um, and and you know I've, I've been on the record for being critical about this because uh, I, because they don't play well with the other systems. Or sure. they, they play well with the systems that they're in, but they don't play well with the other systems that are still disparate. I know that your customers struggle. Kind of with this going backwards and forwards, because uh, you know some are going to be large customers. They might be using these larger ERP type systems, etc. How do you explain this to them?
0: Well, I think everybody understands the value of integration and being right. able to, you know, swap out the systems that make the most sense for the, the for different stages in the company's life, or different geographies, or use cases. Uh, so we see that all the time. A, a company will have one payroll system that is for their domestic U.S.-based workers, and they've got some other payroll system or set of systems that they're using for their internationals. And we can pull it all together in one place. Uh, and, and so I think the I think the the value of being able to sort of pick your your tools and make sense of it together is is pretty compelling for people. I think where where we've probably taken things a little bit further than maybe almost anybody else. We really have built our system as an integrated data platform first and foremost. I think a lot of, um, systems in, in, in this space historically have sort of locked down or Mm siloed data and the API is often a little bit of an afterthought. Um, the, the way that data exchanges or can flow in and out. We really try to make it as, easy as possible for chart Hub to talk to any systems out there. Um, and, and that's you that's know just, sort of that's, philosophically how we think about
1: it. That's just smart. Uh, it's just when greenhouse came to market as an as an ATS, they had a similar approach with their API. It was well documented. They had a team behind it and it was just easy, easy peasy to integrate with them. Like you just I mean super, super easy to integrate with them because they made it easy. And and you find in some cases, uh, across the spectrum, you know, and sourcing all the way across, that some systems are just very, very—they may they purposely make it difficult, uh, which I, I fundamentally don't understand. Um, but I did have a question as we were as we were thinking about this: is you know, with your customers, do the is there a facet to people analytics that they're using in terms of modeling or forecasting? You know, because again, you and I both are kind of kind of use the past, present, and future, and it got me thinking about the future. Well, what if they're going to do an acquisition? What does that change in terms of their dynamic, and how do they model it? Well, I know, I know finance will model it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that they're going to model it, and they'll model it differently, but HR, there's a utility there. Do, do, you, uh, do you find that customers also use Chart hub for that type of functionality?
0: Yes. I mean, people leaders understand that there is much more to, you know, an M&A is one example. There's much more to, uh, you know, an M&A process than just the numbers on the spreadsheet, mm-hmm. how, how the budget adds up, right? Like you have to think about roles and you have to think about, you know, competencies and how different parts of the org are going to interact together. And so we've actually had an, uh, a few customers um, run like a fairly large M&A processes through ChartHop. Uh, using the sort of org planning and, and planning uh, features, we, we call them scenario planners, where basically you can, you can create scenarios, which can be as simple as, you know, let's move this one person over to this other manager. Okay, let's approve it and, and, and merge that in. But you can also run large scale scenarios with thousands and thousands of changes and you can roll all those up. And so we've had, we've actually had, I, I don't know if I'm able to disclose the customer, we've had a, a, a few customers run MA uh, processes where they were um, in, in a couple of cases, they were absorbing smaller companies. And in, in another case, the company was being acquired. In in all cases, they were able to run scenarios of different ways of, of uh integrating the the organizations that uh, you know, when you plan a scenario in ChartHop, Hop, um you can. Visualize it, right? You can see what it looks like as an organization. You can superimpose any kind of data on it. So understanding things like, maybe you wanna look at you know, what the total uh, compensation for a particular group would look like uh, and just visualize that and pull that up. So you can visualize everything. You can also pull it into a spreadsheet and you can also see the impact of any scenario. So you can say, okay, if we made this set of changes, what would the you know what would the cost forecast or what would the average span of control look like or what would um, you know the geographic layout look like if we did it this way and you could create any number of, of scenarios, merge them together uh, the sort of model that I used as a, as, a, as a technical person building this is sort of the way that um, engineers have modeled source code changes in, in, in github you can, create, you know, revisions and versions and branch the the sort of code. I felt that you should be able to manipulate the organization as easily as engineers can manipulate code. I love this. So a hundred years,
1: excuse me, a hundred years ago, I did a a show in Miami. It was around people analytics and, and metrics in particular. And I forced the audience to pick one metric, just one thing. You can only measure one thing. Of course, you're measuring thousands, but you only can measure one thing. What is it and why? And we went around the room. It was about 300 people. We went around the room. People would stand up and they'd tell their bit. And it was just fascinating that I don't think we had the same answer. <laughs> like in the, entire, in the entire audience, I don't think we had the exact same answer. We got, you know, wow. we got certain things that kind of came out, you know, turnover, this, that, and the other, but yeah. it was just fascinating to think of the tapestry of what people look at it. And, and so the frame up for the question is, you know, again, you're, you're pulling this data up into a dashboard and they can look at anything. What are you, the people analytics, people leaders, what are they looking at right now? What it's like, what's top of mind for them, you know, early 2022?
0: I would say retention is one, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to repeat the the great resignation cliche, but it is absolutely the case that turnover is up. People are switching jobs. Compensation is the Mm -hmm. other understanding how, you know, is, is the comp that we're paying competitive? Can we get a view of total compensation? How is the market moving or shifting with remote work, higher inflation, um. The just you real know quick, real crazy quick job that. market. Are yeah.
1: Re- real quick on comp, are they also looking at from a pay equity or inequity perspective?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Companies really want to understand: yeah, Is there, uh, you, you know, where where do we stand today? If there are inequities, mm. like how can we solve those? And um, you know, measure measure the the way comp is is distributed across across any number of of metrics. You know, understanding by gender or race or, or age, but also being able to understand by geography or role, and, you know, what do, really what do you, what do you look
1: at when you look, because you're using chart hop for <laughs> your chart hop, you're, 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 you're using it for yourself. What do you, what do you tend to find yourself uh, looking at the
0: most? Well, we look at a lot of the real time feedback in ENPS and mm-hmm. um, employee sentiment scores, because oh, we'll, yeah. ha- we'll have, we'll have, you know, ChartHop allows you to create any kind of, uh, you know, data collection forms, fields, uh, surveys, anything you want to do. And so, um, you know, in ChartHop, we do one-on-one check-ins where people rate how they're doing on a scale of one to five. And if, you know, that, that is sort of, if we see there's part of the org where people are unhappy, then that's something we want to look at and address and try to solve for. That's smart. Uh, yeah, sooner rather than later. And but again, you, know, you we, got the
1: finger on the pulse. If you yeah. got a finger on the pulse, you can do something about it. If it comes up annually or you know twice a month, twice a year or something like that, it's harder to respond. And people yeah. are quicker to move on, especially today. Um and, and ultimately
0: ahead. turnover is a backwards looking metric, right? right? Like what you know, you want to you obviously turnover and retention is something that is critical to HR teams, but if 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 you're looking at what's happened, you're already a little too late in a sense. what you, What you really want is what are the factors that are you know gonna allow us to prevent turnover?
1: Yeah, that's your rearview mirror. It's kind of yeah. hard to go backwards at that point. Let's move over to the buy side for just a second. Um, questions that you think that buyers should ask of people analytics vendors? like things that you love hearing, like just you just love hearing these types of questions and maybe questions that you would like to kill off if you could.
0: Well, I think one key question with the analytics vendor is, you know, do you have an open API? Is everything, you know, because you don't know if you select a vendor, you could be with them for a long time and you want to make sure that you can build on top of it, that you can... Um, you know the 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 system is going to be robust and not lock everything down and, and prevent ways of of you using your own data. So I think that's that's one thing that's really really critical um, is making sure that there's an open platform that you can build on. Um, I also think it's important uh, to make sure that the 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 analytics platform has a good way of sharing data across the organization because if it's just going to be A handful of people in the people team who are the only people who can, you know, generate reports or understand any of the data, then you're just creating a ton of work for your team. What you really want to do is have a platform that allows you to empower all the managers and everyone in the organization with access to data. So del- delve into what do the d- data access controls look like? Like, can it work for my organization and the needs that we have um, are, is it configurable enough that we'll be able to support, um, you know, the ways in which we want to share data and not just have to lock everything down.
1: Let me ask um, a new a new yeah. question here. Uh, be- getting back to the dashboard and also data. Um, is it, is it chart hops mission right now is to pull the data and then render the data, uh, is, it, is it now or is in the future you, you're, you, you see it data, insight, action? Like those as you know, separate things like, okay, now you have access to the data, which is you didn't before, now you do, fantastic. Now now there's a layer of insight that, that comes from seeing the data. It might be human insight, but in the future, it might be AI, it might be machine learning, et cetera. I can't connect the dots. The, the machine helps me connect the dots, et cetera. And then that third layer, last layer, is then okay, no, now what to do with the the data? You've got it, you've got some insight. Now, you know, it's an Amazon recommend recommendation engine. Like, okay, here's five things that you should do. Like, do you see it playing out that way? Like, like that's again a very simplistic kind of way of thinking about it, but is do you see it playing in that way? Or do you hundred
0: percent and so you know as as an example because we already today allow you to automate and even push to other systems um, mm. you know we can do things like for example uh, automate a 90day uh, survey of you know how how people are doing and we have we have ours wired up if you if you give a, a nine or ten on your 90 day check-in then it asks you hey can you Give us a review on Glassdoor, right? Hmm. Um, and, and, and so there's there's a lot of actions like that. If you approve a uh, headcount plan, we can push it out to Greenhouse. You mentioned Greenhouse is a great API. So, you know, so do, you know, and Lever, and, and many right. of the others. The, you know, ChartHop can actually automatically push the approved roles out to the applicant tracking system and then track the status of candidates and hires and have that flow back into chart hop. So we we look at it not just i don't think of people analytics as let's just warehouse the data and right. you know look at some dashboard somewhere but how can we make data how can we automate and empower and have data driven decisions drive everything that we do.
1: I I think that's I love that and I love your vision because Again, it's one thing to have, because for, for so long, practitioners haven't had, because the systems don't play well in the sand, sandbox, they haven't had access to the data. So just, just doing that, if we stop there, that'd be fantastic. But if we then push forward with inside and in action, my goodness, it's a different world for, for HR HRNTA. TA. Um, let me ask you about a little bit about your demo. When you show... Uh, Chart hop to somebody that's never seen it, or maybe even never seen people analytics. Um, What do what do you what do they turned on by? Like, what's that aha moment? What do you what do you find? Like, they're like, go go back to that page, or go back to. (laughs) I want to see one thing.
0: Well, one thing I always love to show, just because I I don't think there's anything quite like it, is we have our we have a timeline on everything. Right, because mm. data doesn't exist in a vacuum, it, it, you know, a, a history of an organization is a, a history of change, past, present, and future. And so you can actually, when you jump into ChartHop, you can use a timeline slider. And uh, when I'm demoing, I just usually show our own organization. because We were, you know, one person two and a half years ago, and now we're uh, 170. Um, and so just showing the the timeline slider going back and forth, uh, you can actually see the organization grow and change and, and animate. And it brings to life, I think, um, the power of data for people in understanding how data can start to manage change. So when I show that, it's a jump out of the seat moment. Um, and then then showing from there, okay, this is how we can look at the past. Now let's visualize data on top of it. So let's pull up total compensation including equity and put that on the on the visualize that on the org and now let's start planning and showing how fluid it is to jump from visualizing data to planning to say hey i'm going to think about my sales team and i'm going to you know add a spin up a new a new group let me create a new scenario add a manager add some directs look at the budget impact, look at the impact it has on BDR ratios. And like now I can merge it in and send it straight to my recruiting team and send it straight to, to, to my applicant tracking system. Like that becomes when people see that, that's something they're never able to achieve today without a ton of spreadsheets and manual work. So it's a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, pretty exciting demo is a just a kind
1: of a anecdote I remember talking to um, a practitioner that ran a global uh, company probably 3,000 employees across the globe and she had I think 14 different payroll systems and when the CFO would ask her a headcount which you mentioned at the very beginning of the show it took her two weeks literally two weeks <laughs> to get back to him with a number because she'd have like like you know 12 you know, analyst in a room trying to figure it out, pulling these things out of all these different systems. And it's two weeks and you're, you're talking about seconds. And, and so I love this. Um, Ian, thank you so much for your time and thanks for coming on the Use Case Podcast. Thank you, William. This was great. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time.
0: You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.